Hello and welcome to this episode of Sports Communities Doing Sport Differently podcast series. I'm your host, Steve Pallas, founder and CEO of Sports Community, and today I'm absolutely thrilled to be sharing my interview with Helen Dronning from Dragons of Best, Dragons Abreast, Dragon Boat Racing Club in Ballarat. Founded on the principles of participation, awareness, and inclusiveness, Dragons Abreast is an international movement of dragon boat enthusiasts made up of breast cancer survivors and their supporters. With an amazing motto of fun, friendship, and fitness, Dragons Abreast has been boating in Ballarat for over 15 years. As a breast cancer survivor herself, Helen's story is both inspiring and uplifting as she offers a unique perspective on how to increase participation in sport. Throughout the interview, we'll also learn how Helen and her club have raised the awareness of breast cancer and taught people that there is absolutely life after breast cancer. So often, once breast cancer surgery is over, treatment is finished, survivors are left to their own devices, facing the daunting task of rebuilding their health, their fitness, their lives. This is where Dragons of Breast Ballarat comes in. Dragons of Breast provides an understanding network for survivors who participate in the sport of dragon boat racing and paddling. So really excited what we can learn from this unique club. But before we get into the interview, I'd just like to say thank you, thank you, thank you to Vic Health. Because as I say every week for every podcast, this series has only been made possible through our partnership with Vic Health, and we are so thankful for them for allowing us the opportunity to share the stories and successes of sports clubs around Australia who are doing sport differently. Each episode, we celebrate a club who has applied for the doing who has applied the doing sport differently principles with amazing results, and today is absolutely no exception. As normal, I'll share my takeaways from the interview after the session. But for now, let's get straight into my interview with Helen Dronning, club president of Dragons of Breast, Ballarat. Well, the club's been in existence since uh, 2005, after a couple of local uh, breast cancer girls in Ballarat saw a ABC program on Dragons of Breast in Australia. And they were very excited and contacted a few people and people came up and we had expressions of interest. Um, and that's how it all started because, I mean, women are pretty awesome anyway and you get in some breast cancer survivor women and they're even more awesome. And, yeah. you know, they're all in about making it the best possible thing that women can be doing. And, and there's also breast cancer men as well involved. Um, and that started in 2005. And like I was saying, we didn't have any water in Lake Windery. We You could walk a lot over it. So we were really happy and fortunate to be able to connect with Geelong, Dragons of Breast Geelong and Dragons of Breast Ballarat, which is about an hour, an hour and 20 drive. So girls would carpool and go down and um, meet up with their teams there. I, I love the fact, and, and it. All clubs ultimately are started by one or two people that took the initiative, had the courage to put it out there and 
and people are often just shocked when other people have a, a similar interest and and mm. get on board. So, uh, that, and that, again, that's very similar to to last week with the softball discussions. So, if you're thinking you're wanting to get involved in a sport, then um, then it only takes takes one person. Yes. But Dragon Boat, more than any other sport that I know of, has really linked itself to. Uh, being a really productive, positive angle or avenue for breast cancer survivors to yes. to engage with life post breast cancer. It, yes. That's a conscious thing of the sport, isn't it? Yes. Well, it started in back in '96 in Canada by a uh, Don McKenzie, who was a medical sports um, therapist, and he had women coming to him post mastectomy and back in those days I'm a registered nurse and back in those days after women had a mastectomy we were just told to wrap ourselves up in cotton wool and never do anything ever again you know it was, wasn't good for us and he just thought no 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 it's not good so he had a group of women um three months trial of getting them fit learning to paddle in the boat and three months later they were fitter healthier there was um, no uh, irritation with their lymphedema which was a big thing back then because they used to take all the nodes out of your armpit um, and these women just thought, ah, we're not going to stop just because the research program's finished. So yeah, they yeah. started a team called Breast in the Boat, and um, yeah, now it's worldwide. It, it is worldwide, and it's again that one person just making a difference is extraordinary, and yeah. it is worldwide. How many, um, I guess, groups or clubs in Dragon Boat would you think in Australia have been formed around the yeah. breast cancer? There's 29 program. groups currently in all states and territories except Northern Territory, which is where it started, but it's there's not a team up there at the moment. There's a Dragon Boat team that does have breast cancer survivors in it, and I've been out puzzling with them with a crocodile. No. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, all states and territories, obviously along the east coast, North, uh, New South Wales and Queensland, it's very because that's where a lot of the older, you know, generation of women who tend to have the breast cancer are and because of the weather promotes that kind of activity up here on the east coast of New South Wales and Queensland. So we might just go back a little bit because a dragon boat doesn't get a lot of airplay really. So uh -huh. dragon boat racing, many of our, our viewers in our community wouldn't even know what dragon boat racing is. So what is dragon boat racing? Well, it's a big boat. It can hold 22 people, a drummer at the front, 10 um, flat seats that hold two per person and then the person at the back is called the sweep or the oars person and they help keep it in a straight line and yell out commands and stuff. Um, they do race with tens so there's half the boat full and it can be raced over 200, 250, a kilometre, two kilometres and they do um, all sorts of other events in dragon boating and you go to the start and they yell and you just paddle like mad to the finish. Pedal Mike Man, I'm just bringing up the uh, the Dragons Abreast Ballarat webpage. I'm just uh, there's a yes. there's a, an example of the boat there, and I'll as we're talking, I'll uh, I'll That's bring probably up down that. at the bar when when we first started. That was like the bar when there with us yeah. getting in the boat. Yeah. So it is, it's the the long boat. Many many competitors in the boat. The drummer. It's like the movies. The drummer yes. at the front yelling commands, and that's that's called the sweep. Obviously, that's the role. The that sweep you... is the person standing at the back. The drummer's the back. got a feet, and they beat to the stroke of the people paddling, and then the person at the back stands up 
with a big stick and keeps it straight and yells. Because I'm looking forward like everybody else. So, yeah, that's the Dam Busters picture, I think, that you've just put up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. so there's, uh, yeah. But it's amazing, amazing. And, you know, you talk to breast cancer survivors and they think, if you told me I would be doing dragon boating at my age, you know, it's like, oh, but, you know, they wouldn't be doing anything else. I, I, this is where I was going to go because, and I'll just bring us back up to full size, but, uh, Dragon boat racing is not, oh, not even, don't worry about racing. Just worry about moving the thing forward. It's not easy. It's physically no, challenging. Why do you think that gravitated to, to, to cancer survivors as a, as a recreation? Well, I think one is because it's not an individual sport. It takes a whole team to get the boat moving. And I think as part of being a breast cancer survivor, um, being a part of a group gives you the camaraderie, um, you know, you can have a bad day. It doesn't really matter. We're all there. We've all been in the same boat, even though a diagnosis is a diagnosis, but everybody has a different um, uh, experience yeah. of, of that, whether, you know, with treatment, diagnosis, um, you know, how long it takes you, how old you are, what kind of support you have, what kind of family situation, all those things make a huge difference in how you um, survive something like that. And unfortunately, we have lost members uh, breast cancer survivor members in that um, but we were also able to support their families in that um, through that as well as each other um, and so fitness is really good breast cancer awareness is really good it gives us a really good way of promoting breast cancer awareness in the community because we're seen to be doing something positive yep. and physical and um, you know participation inclusiveness all that sort of stuff yeah and do you think it is that that it's it's also a sport that not many people, you know, compared to you mentioned AFL before. So therefore, when you come out of breast cancer and it's it's something that people aren't going to judge you against because they don't no. do it themselves. It's got this, yeah. as you say, boatloads, camaraderie, support, similar journeys. It's that connectiveness, isn't it? Yes. Well, we used to have um North Melbourne used to be affiliated with Ballarat for quite a while and they used to come up and do some community work with us. And a few of them came out in the boat with us <laughs> a couple of times and they just were exhausted when we finished it. They said, you ladies are awesome. I said, that is such hard work. So It's extraordinary hard work. I, I, I'd still, I still think back to the uh, Canadian that thought that uh, that, of all the choices in all the sports that he chose dragon boat as the option. Well, he was a professional canoeist. He represented Canada in canoeing. So, but he knew that canoeing, you could only fit one or two people in a boat. So that wasn't really what he wanted to do. So the next best thing, well, that included his expertise of paddling was a dragon boat. Oh, fantastic. So when you started the club or when the club was started, uh, I would have thought there was a few challenges. Again, another barrier with dragon boat racing is it's not like a, again, footy, you just get an oval and you get a footy and cost you $20 and off you go. I mean, A, your lake didn't have water for a start, but B, dragon boats aren't cheap, you know, $10,000, 20000 Yes, they are. And it's not just the boat, it's all the paddles. Um, in Victoria, we have to wear uh, PFDs, personal flotation devices, and yes. so everybody in the boat has to have one of those. Um, insurances, getting the boat to and from. So you need trailers and insurances and we, we need to be members of a, uh, a body of people. So um, 
we're a member of three, Dragons of Breast Australia, um, Dragon Boat Victoria, and then OzDBF. Yeah, okay. So what happened first? Did you get the equipment first or did you get the people, like back in the, the day? People, the people first, the people first, and we would uh, commute to Geelong and Bendigo. Um, one of our um, primary members, his family made a wooden boat in Melbourne, in the boat sheds in Melbourne, and they bought us a wooden boat up uh, before we had water. And since then, we've had a couple of other new boats that are lighter, um, but they still weigh like 320 kilos, so they're not light. You so could have need... gone. You could have <laughs> gone in the early stages, like the Todd Todd River uh, Regatta yeah. in Alice Springs. Yeah, well, we they... did. We did have a, um, a material one that um, dragon boat that we used for things like realize the life that we used to just walk in, and we could do that on the lake if we wanted to. Yeah, fantastic. But it's pretty pretty good. So go back those years when when it first started. How did you go from two people with an you know, a really cool idea to a club the size, a really strong club the size of 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 the um, Dragons of Breast Ballarat Club now? How, well, what did you do, and how did how was it received by the community? Well, there was you know um, because it is a little like it's in like it's not in a big city, so it's a community of Ballarat. So people knew people, um, people who were breast cancer survivors knew people because of their support groups that were around. Um, the local shire was really helpful. Um, the local newspaper would come and do um, you know photo shoots and let people know. We would have come and try days where um, you know people from other clubs helped helped us calm and get other people interested and keen on doing the sport. Did you say calm? They come and calm other people. So, because I was—that's where I was going to go anyway. Even if you didn't say calm, was that how do people? Okay, so I'm a breast cancer survivor, and and doing a physical activity with a group of other breast cancer survivors that um, can relate to my journey. I, I absolutely see that as a. Yeah, no-brainer. Absolute no-brainer. I want to get out. I want to get physical. I want to get social. Um, I want to I want to live again. I live my life again without the shackles of treatment, yeah. et cetera. But then you say, oh, yeah, but by the way, you got to do this thing called Dragon Boat, which you probably don't even know about, and you sure as hell probably don't even know how to do. Um, yeah. Are they not anxious, apprehensive? Aren't they scared? Oh, you know, some women don't even like being on water. Some people say yeah. can't swim. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. yeah. But that's what's so good because we're uh, like women are good at supporting each other, you know, and, and the pink movement uh, amongst women, we're, that's what we do and that's what we do really, really well. And, um, you know, there's strong personalities in all groups, but, you know, breast cancer survivors, we're pretty made of pretty strong, tough stuff. And so in amongst all that, we can relieve people's anxiety. They can do as little or as much as they want to do. Um, you know, just getting in the boat and experience the boat moving even without paddling, they can just sit in the boat and move with the boat because there's enough people to paddle around them yeah. and ex experience it. And you really don't know what anything's like until you experience it. So is it a big step to get them from the bank? Let's just assume there's water in the lake. Let's, uh, you know, get them from the bank into the dragon boat for the first time or...? Well, for some people, they're really excited and you can't hold them back. Yeah, yeah. And then for some people, you know, fear and trepidation of anything new. Um, and that's what I said, you know, part of the group 
you know, we help them in, we help them out, we make sure that somebody sits next to them that's been in the boat before to talk them through it, you know, to remember to breathe because when you're trying something new, you hold your breath <gasps> and you forget to breathe, you know, just simple things and keeping people calm. And then if they really freak out, we can bring them back. So, but we haven't had really that happen, but, you know, it's an opportunity and available for them. I love that comment. It's it's just the simple things because when you think about what can go wrong, you know, getting in and out of the boat and being the person that falls into the river, or, you know, the river or the lake and embarrassing oneself when you don't know a group of people, um, they're big ticket items for for people to just trying the mm. sport for the first time. So that that I mean, you called them little things, but those they're huge to people just mm. trying things for the first time, aren't they? Yeah, well, we don't just, let's say, get in the boat and go. We all do training sessions beforehand. We do safety drills. We fit them with the PFD. We fit them with the appropriate size um, uh, paddle. Uh, we talk to them about the rare chance of it rolling over, which I've only ever been in one in 15 years of paddling, and yeah. that wasn't our fault. Um, but... So you try to, like if they express any fears, you try to um, relate to that and, and, and talk them through that and all that. Yeah, so there's lots of things we can do. So how, how big is the club, like from a participation point of view? Well, at the moment, we're, because we've been off the water for so long, it's really hard to, to keep an eye on it. But um, we're very fortunate that we can also, there's another there's two other dragon boat clubs in Ballarat, but we have a beautiful relationship with one of them called the Golden Dragons. And so between the two of us, we get a boat full and we can go out. Okay. Yeah. So what what um, what are the activities that you're doing? So I'm assuming that it, it, predominantly it's social, is it? Or predominantly training or what is it? A, well, a, during this, the, because Ballarat, we have such a cold, windy season and the Ballarat, the Ball, Lake Windery can be really fickle and yeah. you can go out there when it's really flat. You, you know, you don't like surfing in a boat um, or if if the gusts, the wind, because they can take you fairly quickly if it's gusty. But we, during the Daylight Savings, which starts next week, and we actually can get in our boat on this Saturday. Um, we've been given permission. So we train Saturday morning and Tuesday evening during daylight savings. Um, for the time we've been off the water, the girls meet Saturday morning, we walk around the lake, which is about a 6K walk, and then have coffee. Um, so we try to keep our exercise. We've had sort of um, on and off exercise regimes in the boat shed, um, but we always try to keep um, something going, even if it's social, so that... The relationships that you that you make, um, you know, you, you keep them together by keep meeting, even if it's over coffee. So social's the foundation of the club. Uh it's a it's a big part of it, but I mean, our prime purpose is to be dragon body. So do you race? Like, do you race, and how often are you racing? Let's well, assume. Oh, yes, well, Dragon Boat Victoria have um, races. They have regattas. We haven't had any this year, obviously, because of COVID. But we, as a team, have competed in lots of regattas all over Australia. Uh, uh, last year, a group of us went to um, Kununurra and we paddled the Old River from the Lake Argyle Dam wall into Kununurra, oh, no. which is about 54 k's in the day. Um, 
yeah, we, some of us have competed and represented Victoria, which is, you know, a, a sports event. I did yeah. that quite a few years. I um, qualified to represent Victoria and there's been quite a few of us to do that. Um, so we, there's an international breast cancer paddling commission who are worldwide and every three to four years we have regattas. The last time we were in Florence um, in 2018. So we competed there with over 200 teams worldwide. In Are those competitions kind of graded? So it's not just the elite that's going to those competitions? You or? don't have to qualify to go. You, If you can paddle, you paddle in a team. Um, so, but of it, they during the time, they have, you have four races over two days, which is uh, 500 metre races. And so the first day they sort of grade people. So by the end of the regatta, you're racing against sort of people who are, are the, the same kind of level of competition because there are very, very good dragon yeah. boats, mm. breast cancer dragon boats worldwide who compete continuously. They do amazing things and they're amazing sports women and men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just going back to Kununurra, just while you're talking, I've, I've been to Kununurra and I, I know exactly where you were paddling. I don't understand necessarily how you get a dragon boat, which is 20-odd metres long, to Kununurra from Ballarat. Well, given we that Kununurra is in the Pilbara in WA. <laughs> no, dragon boat, uh, they have a dragon boat club up there, which they have um, 10 dragon boats and there was about eight of them. And we, teams from over Australia went and we met at Kununurra. They took us to the um, the wall, the dam yeah. wall, and we got into the boats and paddled down down the rapids across. Yeah, good. Fantastic. So really so good. That, that kind of travelling camaraderie and, and yeah. it seems to be a really important part of it and, and always having something cool to look forward to as well. Yes. yes. Well, we've got New Zealand in... 2022 in March 22 um, that's our next international paddling we're all focused on that and getting ready for that so, and Ballarat's going to have their own team for the first time so that's pretty cool fantastic so a new member now that you're established within the community are new members being referred to you by breast cancer support services or how yeah that... we have a really good relationship with the McGraw nurses there's two yep. of them in Ballarat and they when they have their sort of open seminar days uh, a couple of us have been invited to speak at the end of the day just to let them know what's out in the community and it might not just be dragon body might be other support groups we're a part of or just yep. be aware that dragon biting's out there yeah, yeah. and um you know particular gps surgeons uh yeah the breast cancer support groups so what are the challenges that you've had along the journey in 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 creating the club and then continue again ignoring COVID and the the obvious lack of water in lake windery at, at uh in ballarat um and the sub-zero temperatures from march onwards but um what are the what are the challenges that you've had in getting the club up and established and 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 really creating the value that it does for your community um, I just think even though we do a really good job of getting out there and making community awareness, there's still a lot of people who don't even know what dragon boating is. Yes. There's a lot of people who still don't know that we exist. So, you know, we think we've done a really good job and then we talk to people and they go, oh, I don't even know you, didn't know you were there, didn't know you existed or I've heard, I've seen you paddling on the boat but didn't really know how to get connected to that. Um, so I think communication's always been um, yeah 
I think that's easy with anything. You know, um, you might have somebody who's come and not enjoyed it and they've spoken to other people, you know. Um, so communication is a, a huge part of that. You've got to have people who are positive, sending out a good positive message out there. Uh, you know, come and, we have come and try days that we try to promote and get people out on, out on the water. Um, yeah, so just getting, and I suppose individually too, once you've had a diagnosis of breast cancer, some people want to um, just not let it, like just get on. And I mean, I had my breast cancer way back in 2001 and it was quite a few years before I even wanted to be out there. Like the people who knew me knew, but I certainly yep. didn't want to be out there promoting anything publicly about it because I just wanted to get on. And yes. I'm thinking, well, you know, I've survived this and there's some really good things happening out there and you can be out there and be a part of it. So I think it, it ebbs and flows. Sometimes we have really good years with lots of people and lots of exciting things happening and then, you know, ebb and flow. But I think keeping the communication going, the interest going, yeah. And just a couple more questions because I'm really, really conscious of your time. But uh, on the communication theme, Ballarat, uh, a, a large regional city in, in Victoria, uh, that means you've got the opportunity to get the local newspapers and the local hmm. and the local TV. How do you actually? A lot of clubs have trouble cracking into that and getting airtime or or media hmm. time, etc. How do you actually approach the the TV and the radio and or or newspaper and and get that that space for Dragon Boat? Well, I think because a lot of the people here have been Ballarat people all their lives, so they've got family connections or you know friend connections that within the, the the television and radio. Um, we've got a really good relationship with the two local radio stations here and I've done interviews on there, especially when they um, the Ballarat station has the first of the month, um, you know, check your breasts and I've been on that a couple of times. So over the years you just develop the relationships with those people. And so if we have a special event or something happening, we can ring them up and say, hey, we're doing this, do you want to come around and take photos? So or, you know, we can take photos and um, send it into them to do an article or something about what we're doing. So when you do do that, when you've reached out to them because you've got the relationship, how do they, do they receive that positively or do they receive yeah, it they, like Yeah, they do. No, they yeah. do. I think, um, you know, breast cancer support has a huge, you know, it's, um, it's one of those cancers that, you know, it's somebody's mother, auntie, sister, wife, daughter. Um, it's a very an emotional um, thing. And so it tends to be really well supported. And I think women traditionally have been out there doing that as well, promoting it and getting out there. So I think it's not, an, it's not a hard issue to address for most people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. So where to from the club? For the club, post-COVID, obviously get back on the water this weekend, which is very, very exciting. Yeah, I'm very, we're very excited about that. Yeah, other parts of the country are already racing again. So, yeah, yeah but uh, where to from the club kind of next year and beyond? Well, like I said, we're going to be focused on getting to New Zealand in 2022. Um, so that's all about getting us nice and fit and ready to compete. Um, and also doing fundraising so that we can help support people with registration and accommodation while we're over in New Zealand because, you know, um, a lot of breast cancer survivors are at an age where, you know, they're not working or, you know, being supported by 
financial things. Um, so that will be focused, but we'll be focused on getting back in the boat, focused on letting the community know we're back in the boat. Um, and, you know, at the moment, there's heaps of people walking around the lake. And yeah. so if we're out there in our boat drumming, we have a sign at the front of the boat shed um, when we're out so that people can pick up a pamphlet. If they walk past there, they can pick it up and, and find out a little bit of information how to contact us. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, if we can help in that journey at any at any time, Helen, then uh, we'd we'd love to uh, tell your story and keep in touch because I think it's a it's a dragon boat's a phenomenal sport. It's a it's, an, it's an amazing sport and it's something I wouldn't have ever thought about. I mean, I did do some kayaking and stuff in my youth, but yeah, to be on the water, there's nothing quite like being on the middle of the lake with the with the pelicans and the swans. Yeah, it's just and beautiful. One of your closest friends. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I think that's 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 wonderful. So Helen, thank you so much for sharing sharing your your journey with us and the journey of the Dragons Abreast uh, at Ballarat Club. It's uh, it's a fantastic journey, and it and is. we it's wish a, you uh, all the best. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you very much for the opportunity to talk about it. Well, there you have it. What an inspirational story. We count ourselves unbelievably lucky at Sports Community. We get to share the stories of clubs and groups like Dragons Abreast in Ballarat. They show us what a unifying force sport can be and a positive outlet for so many breast cancer survivors. As Helen was quick to point out, the camaraderie inclusiveness of dragon boating is what lends itself to supporting breast cancer survivors. There's a freedom to be yourself People are there to support you. There is no judgment. Their motto, fun, friendship, fitness, and they deliver all three of those in spades. I think this is a great motto that all clubs should be thinking about. Fun, friendship, fitness, regardless as if they're social clubs or absolutely at the highest level of elite competition. Helen cited several factors behind the growth of her club. Word of mouth, awareness in the community, support from the local council, media coverage in the local newspaper, come and try days and support from other clubs all paid a part in growing and supporting this wonderful club. Let's consider some of the Doing Sport Differently principles, engaging with your target audience throughout the design process to reduce barriers and fulfill motivations. This could be almost no more important group to engage with and understand than breast cancer survivors, because despite the anxiety or uncertainty of trying a new sport, the club is dedicated to overcoming those barriers. People can just come and sit in the boat and move with the boat on the water. There's enough people to paddle around them. They get an introduction to the feeling of being on the water, the freedom of being on the water. Is the existing members know how they feel when new members come for the first time. Existing members help new members get comfortable. They help them get in and out of the boat. You know, one of the greatest fears of people is they'll embarrass themselves. And for a new person to sport, what could be more embarrassing than the fear of falling into the water when you're getting in and out of the boat. So they make sure that there's someone sitting next to them for guidance and to remind them to breathe and to stay calm. 
There are training sessions and safety drills beforehand. They're fitted with um, PFDs and, and, and life jackets. They talk about the unlikely event of rollover. They normalize all these things that would be creating anxiety and fear for first-time participants. There is a concerted effort to alleviate any fears or trepidations a new member might have, a concerted conscious effort. How many times do we actually do that in, in our own clubs, make a concerted conscious effort to make sure that all those fears and anxieties that new people have to our clubs are overcome? They have so many small steps that the club takes along the way to reducing and overcoming the barriers to participation. Unquestionably, though, it is the social aspect and the overriding sense of being in it together that galvanises the club. The third principle of the Doing Sport Differently framework states participation should cater to different levels of skill, ability and fitness. So as Helen touched on, the first Dragons Abreast Paddling Group was originally formed in Canada by a physician, Don McKenzie. He wanted to test the prevailing wisdom that exercising the upper body was bad for people who had undergone treatment for breast cancer. This study found the benefits of the upper, upper body exercise far outweighed any risks. But as well as being great exercise, it's fun and caters to great to the different levels of fitness, the sense of connection, understanding and empathy among its members. Walking around the lake, grabbing coffee during COVID was a great example of the club's commitment to maintaining their relationships even when they couldn't participate in this sport and ensuring the social element of the club, the connectivity, the engagement, the support all thrived while being in COVID lockdown. Well, that's it for another episode of the Sports Community Doing Sport Differently podcast series. I really hope that you found some, some key pieces of information that you can take away from this interview and apply back to your club. So even if your club is quite different to dragon boat racing, there are lots of concepts that will relate to every sports club around the country and will hopefully provide you food for thought and ways to make it easier for you to be recruiting people to your club. So as I say every, every podcast, thank you for listening. If you're involved in a club or a sport and want to hear more great examples of how clubs are attracting new people to their club, to their sport, then I invite you to listen to each of our episodes as we explore different clubs around Australia. As I say, each episode, if you're a club volunteer or you know a club volunteer that needs help, please check out our website, www.sportscommunity.com.au, which contains so much information to help volunteers just simply make their role easier at their club. And finally, I'd really like to acknowledge the sports community members. It's only with your help and support that our, we're able to produce all of this wonderful content and storytelling, all designed to make it easier for sports club volunteers. So check out our website, sportscommunity.com.au. Check out the membership options for individuals, for your clubs. There's so many reasons to join. Check out the resources, check out the website. And we'd love it if you became a member and helped us support volunteers around the country, while of course, using all the resources of sports community to make it easier 
for you and your club. So until next week, I'm Steve Pallas. Thank you so much for being part of our sports community.